people wouldn't see me as the coach. So I had to step into that identity. I had to release the fact that and and to really start to claim the fact that I was valuable as I was. And for me, it was really doing a lot of work around self-trust, self-belief and accepting my own value in the world with or without a business, with money in the bank, without money in the bank, with a husband, without a husband, with the flashy website, without the flashy website. I had to be solid and consistent in knowing who I was, no matter what was going on around me. And so that was really the journey. And that led me deeper into the coaching, the the coaching training that I was doing, because I was trying, I was on this desperate treasure trail to understand myself first. Welcome to the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm Lyanne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real-life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts, from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm, to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of the Spiritual Shift Worker Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to this week's guest, Laura Hassan. Laura is a certified subconscious transformation coach. And she helps aspiring change makers go from the brink of giving up on uncovering the big dream to finally experience an alignment in all areas of their lives. Laura and I have such a great conversation. We go from learning about how she flowed, literally flowed into uh, what she is doing now, which is transformational coaching, from letting go of the uh, just being in a sort of pigeonhole as the website girl to really leaning into self-trust and knowing that you can be, do, and have whatever you desire without the conditions that go with that sometimes. And I just loved all of it and how Laura talks about you don't need to go from zero to a hundred. In most cases, you just need to get over that middle hump and get to that one, 51%. And, you know, we talk about a lot of different things in this. So I am really happy to introduce Laura to you. I hope you enjoy this week's conversation. So grab that Java. Let's get started. Welcome, Laura, to the Spiritual Shift Worker podcast. I'm so happy to be talking to you today. Thank you so much for having me. So again, I like to sometimes (laughs) tell my listeners how we've connected. And I always give huge kudos out to social media because that is how we met through a third party um, who just actually will be on the podcast really soon. Jill will be. Um, But I would love for you, because I know we've spoken just briefly before about what you do, and I'm so excited for this conversation. But if you can just tell the listeners who you are, where you are, um, what you do, all those, you know, things, but also what you are currently excited about in this version of Laura in 2023. Love that. Ah, thank you. I love that you framed it this way because um, I also host a podcast and on my podcast, when I ask people to introduce themselves, I always ask for this 
iteration of yeah. who who's here today you know <laughs> so it might be different yesterday <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah so I'm Laura Hassan and I go by totally Laura travels on Instagram and I host the phenomenal living podcast and soon to be the newly relaunched phenomenal living website and what I do currently, as I say in this version of me, is I also, for anybody listening who is familiar with this language, I am a uh, manifesting generator in human design. And so I have fully embraced my multi-passionate self. So in this moment, in this timestamp, in this moment, I am a subconscious transformation coach and mentor. I work with uh, clients one-to-one. I have small groups. I host amazing retreats that's my my current program that's running is called the phenomenal retreat leader and that is teaching those who aspire to change lives and have a bigger impact how to do it in person because my unique flavor that I bring to transformation is that through that happens when you travel and so really my my embodied version of my dreamiest business at this moment is travel and transformation. Love. And so I run a whole travel agency. I mentor travel agents who want to work from home or and lots of coaches actually who bring travel agent into the thing they're already doing because they're already booking resorts and venues and all those different things. And yeah, making the magic happen. Amazing. Oh my gosh. So much to dig in there because um, a friend of mine have, uh, and mine have, we've just decided that we're going to host a retreat oh. uh, next spring in Sedona. So this, you know, I'm going to be tapping into you for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so how did we get to this, this version of Laura that yeah. is, and I do know a little bit about human design mm-hmm. um, and, but not enough to know what I am. I mean, I've, I've, yeah. done some quizzes and stuff, right. But how did you get here? Like, how do you sure. do now? Like, subconscious like reprogram the unsub I'm so oh my gosh can't even talk this morning um unsub oh my gosh what is the word the subconscious unconscious (laughs) that is bizarre yeah how did you get here to this part of your life yeah so the oh gosh I mean I could I mean really we could all trace it way 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 back but I'll tell you the consciously aware version of this story which really began in I would say around 2009 slash 10 my daughter was born in 2009 and I was teaching at the time and I'd always known that I wanted to be my own boss right my very at the time I would say it was pretentious but when I was a child and they ask you you know what do you want to do when you grow up my answer would always be well they haven't invented my job yet which is so cool when I look back on it because the internet did not exist when I was a child and I could never, ever, I'd never heard of coaching. I didn't know about any of the things that I do now. And I certainly had never seen examples of fusing little pieces of all the things you love and bringing them together to make your own version of how you get to show up in the world. And so I went from teaching I'd always had little extra things, which is always so alien for people in the world of teaching for a start, because they're like, how do you do anything else? Like, like, how do you even live your life outside of teaching? Let alone, I was doing catwalk modeling for wedding bridal wear. I was doing wedding planning. When my daughter was born, I started a baby wearing business accidentally. And it just, the, the common theme in my life and in my business specifically has been hearing the phrase, but you could 
Mm. Right. So somebody, I will talk about something like human design is a perfect example, right? I love human design. I, it's not my specialism, but it is something that I really loved and I studied enough to understand my own. And so I got asked by some of my clients, well, could you do my reading? And I, could you, could you read my chart? And I was like, oh no, I don't do that. And their response was, but you could. And I was like, well, I guess I could. And I've had a lot of moments of those in my business journey where if it feels good to me, I'll be like, okay, let's see how this goes. And we'll give it a go and see how it is. And sometimes those things, you know, sprout wings and fly into amazing, incredible oak trees. And other times those things are just like a flash in the pan and they come and I try it and it's fine until I don't want to do it anymore. But very much, I feel like, what I do is way less relevant than who I be. Mm-hmm. And so it's the, le- I, you know, I love the thing. I don't know where it comes from originally, but when people say the, the thing that you do is the least interesting thing about you. Yes. And so when people ask me, like, what do you do for your business for many, many years? Because we ran a website agency, my husband and I together ran a website agency for years. That's what I was known as. And I really did throw everything at becoming known as the website girl we had a very successful website agency that was designing and developing and launching these beautiful statement websites for the like people who all the names we know in the entrepreneurial world and I really wanted to be known as the website girl until I didn't anymore And so I had a lot of stories running in the background of like, well, what does it mean about me that I keep starting these things and then it will get really successful and then I'll tear it down and start again. What's wrong with me? You know, that's what I would say all the time. And I would tell myself that I was flaky and all of this was going on. And that is really honestly when, I mean, this is not a human design episode, but that is when I understood that me as a manifesting generator, that I am supposed to be multi-passionate and that when I allow myself to explore all of the things that excite me, that's when you're going to get me in my best energy. And so I gave myself permission to do that. And that's when I really found, like leaned into the coaching side. And I think we spoke about this before, but we were, when I was doing websites, we would get all these glitzy, glamorous, gorgeous websites together. And then right on the brink of launching these incredible, like, what might be referred to as powerhouse women would slam the brakes on and say, Oh no, I'm not ready. I need new copy or I need a new logo or I need a new headshot. And they would have some vague reason why they couldn't launch. And it was getting so frustrating. And that's when I started to study and read and learn about like, what is it that holds us back? We're on the brink of something big. And that's how I ended up in the world of the unconscious mind and that we are, we can, you know, we can never out hustle our unconscious reality. Mm. And so I wanted to be able to, instead of trying to push past it, I wanted to be able to acquire the skills that could help people to sail through and come to the other side. Because I knew that when they did, it wasn't just going to be a launched website that was the result. It was going to be a whole new version of them that stepped into the world with that website. So that's how we got to here. (laughs) Wow. Uh, There's so much there that I mean, hope we can dig into a little bit of that in the time that we have this morning. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I don't know enough about human design either. It definitely interests me. It fascinates me. Anything to do with that, like personal development, but on, on that level and. I love what you said where, because that's me that, and and now that you say it again, I've, I haven't done a complete reading, but I used to think that I, I, I could never finish anything. I would lose interest um, before anything was actually in quotes finished. Yes. And then I would, you know, start to feel bad about myself that I, oh, you can't. And then you start to believe I can't finish anything. 
Yes. You know, and it's like, well, that's, that's bullshit because I've, there's other things that I really have done. And then it's like, oh, you put two and two together. It's like, this is just, this is the way I, this is the way I operate. So I love that you shared that. And so did you, you looked into the human design and you, 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 I like that, you know, but you could. Yes. Right. All of those things. Yeah. The coaching came from that same thing. You know, like I was reading enough books to be able to understand how it worked. And then I was referring our website clients out to coaches and I was looking for relationships with coaches who could coach our website clients when we got to that bottleneck. So we knew it was going to come. It yeah. always came. And what we found was it was so hard to find coaches who had that availability when we needed it. And so in the end, I was just like, do you know what? I'm loving this so much. I understand them. I'm the one that has all the insights and I've heard them have their like meltdown behind the scenes that they never want the world to know publicly. Yeah. So why don't I just, get the skills so that I can usher this into reality and yeah from there it was only a matter of time really before the website to me it was seemed a little bit like building the website business was the version of Laura who didn't really trust herself enough to be a coach or to be enough just in her own value, just with her perspectives, just with the tools that she had. I needed to have the tangible thing they would take away at the end in order to show up and build a business. And so eventually over time, the balance started to shift that the coaching, you know, people started to talk about my coaching and that they'd got this, the coaching was hidden in this website. They didn't even know they were going to get coaching and they got this hidden secret coaching. Oh, there we go. My watch is like, we don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and then people started asking me for just the coaching who didn't want a website. And then I was like, Whoa, are we going to move away from websites? Is that what we're doing? And yeah, we we did. You had started to put your identity in being the website girl. Oh Yeah. You ask anybody in the entrepreneurial space, they would have, until recently, they would have said, oh, I know Laura, she's the website girl. Yeah. Ah, interesting. And so what did you, like, forget about the clients that you're working with for a minute, Mm -hmm. that, you know, you saw what was happening and they'd come up with some excuse, but what was it for you that you're like, oh, wait a minute, this is causing me now to have to step into a new version of myself. How did you get over that being just the website girl? Yeah, well, I think the the dots connected very quickly for me because when I, in 2010, I went through a divorce from my daughter's dad. And it's funny that I called him that rather than my ex-husband. That is, he's both. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's a great guy. Like There was nothing wrong in our lives. Everything was good. Nothing bad happened. Nothing, you know, there was just no real big hiccup. And yet for me, I just knew this wasn't it. And that was enough for me to make the like huge life altering decision that I was going to step into being a solo parent at the same time I'd left my teaching job and I was starting an online business and all of these things were in place. And so what happened for me during that time that really held me to it was I sought out my own coaching to understand and hold me in my own belief when I was starting to forget it. So when I, in those moments where everything feels like possible and everything feels fired up and I'm like, yes, this is the best thing I ever decided for myself. I I'm, I'm in full throttle mode, but in those quiet moments where it's like the self doubt is there, even if it's quiet is so much harder to hold yourself. So I learned very quickly for myself on that journey, the power of coaching. And so when it came to this place, there was no 
there was no piece of me that was hesitant about the coaching only that people wouldn't see me as the coach so I had to step into that identity I had to release the fact that and and to really start to claim the fact that I was valuable as I was and for me it was really doing a lot of work around self-trust self-belief and accepting my own value in the world with or without a business with money in the bank without money in the bank with a husband, without a husband, with the flashy website, without the flashy website. I had to be solid and consistent in knowing who I was, no matter what was going on around me. And so that was really the journey. And that led me deeper into the coaching, the, the coaching training that I was doing, because I was trying, I was on this desperate treasure trail to understand myself first. Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit on something really good that I've been um, with my business mentor coach, was that if you, you need to know who you are mm. at, at a soul level, right. In order to get the trust, the belief, all of that. And so that's definitely, I, I totally hear you on all of that because if you don't know who you are and it's so funny because the podcast episode, I know this is coming out, but my podcast episode this week is, is basically like, if you don't know who you are, guess what? That is that saying that the world will tell you. <laughs> And yes, I think it's so many people are just programmed by what society, whatever, even parents, right? They did the best they can, but that's where we learn um, so yeah. much of who we are and what our values, what we think our values are and beliefs are. Mm. So what, yeah. did, what did you use? Like what modalities did you do to get rid of that doubt and, and put more of that trust into yourself? Well, this is a good question. I feel like um, I definitely, my beginning of my journey was definitely a lot of forgiveness work and that involved a lot of EFT. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of tapping. Yeah. And and I want to add something actually, as you were just saying that, I was like, oh, gosh, yes, we have to know who we are, but more important than that, it's not enough just to know. We have to allow it. Mm, yeah. right? So it's like, I can know who I am and live a life of frustration because I don't allow myself to live what I know I am inside, right? All these people online who who proudly emblazon this message that I'm the successful entrepreneur's secret weapon. Like nobody wants to be the secret weapon, right? Nobody wants to be the biggest kept secret in the industry. That's not anybody's goal, not in entrepreneurship for sure. But like nobody steps into entrepreneurship to be like living life behind the scenes, I don't believe even when we think we do, we have to be willing to put ourselves out there. So it's about, can I know who I am and allow that to be enough? And so for me, it was never about like finding a specific modality. It was about finding the person who reflected to me that they could see me and that they were going to reflect me to me in a way that I saw myself and and in ways I'd never been allowing myself to see myself through all the times because then again the modalities become irrelevant all of the other stuff becomes kind of second tier so it's the knowing the allowing and then it's the stepping in but you can't step in people say you know just step into it step into this new you can't step in when the way isn't clear and this is you know my my signature program that I lead people through is called the shift sessions and it is all about personal transformation And for a long time, a lot of sales and marketing kind of gurus, if you like, were telling me all the time, well, you have to get really clear on like, who, who's this for? And who is the, and I was like, look, 
I understand. And this journey is not about that. It's not about like, you're this. It's not about the pain points and that you can go from this to this. It's about showing people what's possible. And if they see themselves in that picture, they're going to self-identify. So I don't need to sit here and paint the picture for you with you in it. I just get to paint the landscape and you get to envisage if you want to step into that or not. But that is the process we go through in the shift sessions is this clear, like the reminding you of who you are, if you need that, some people don't need it and some people do, but then the, the allowing of it, and then the clearing the way to allow yourself to step into it. So there's a long journey before we just step into being something. Yeah. And I think that that's great that you explained that. So when we talk about in today's age of manifestation because that's everywhere right now right and I love it but it's like you can't you have to like you just said you have to be able to get rid of the resistance you have to allow yourself to be who you are yeah many people though and that's where it's like it's so funny we're having this conversation because like I said (laughs) the podcast episode that's coming out tomorrow is all about connecting back like I've personally over the last few years realized that I had become so disconnected with who I was because Mm of COVID because of life because of work and I'm like what the hell like this was this is not that you ever want to go back sometimes you always want to be able to expand and evolve as a human but sometimes when you look back and go where what happened Mm. where did I go and yeah. then it's like, okay, let's build this all back up to, to back to being who I really am and showing the world and allowing it, not being an idiot or an asshole about it, but like showing up authentically in yes. love, because that's where, as we say, authentic self, right? Like mm-hmm. all these are great buzzwords, but I think that's very hard, right? For people to allow when there's so many voices yeah. around. Yeah. And you, you mentioned the parents. I mean, like for me, that's been one of my biggest mountains is allowing, can I allow myself to be in my fullest expression as I see it and desire it right now? Even though I know, I, I know, I knew I would be judged by my, by my, at least one of my parents. And it's been incredibly interesting that as I'm navigating right now, grief since my, my mum passed away only in February. So very recently. And that has been when I knew that she was unwell and we knew she was coming to the end. That was one of the things that I was super aware of. And it was like, Ooh, we're here. Yeah. Uh, she's, she was way younger than we ever thought she would be when we would say goodbye. And so it was that realization that this moment this opportunity now I have here in my early 40s to live out the rest of my lifetime with the absence of that judgment that has tainted every single decision and move and desire that I have allowed myself to experience and acknowledge today gives a whole overwhelmingly like feeling to like wow, will I allow myself to really go on that exploration? And I say all of that, like, you know, my mom, it's not like, oh, I'm glad she's not here anymore. You know, like, obviously there's all of the, all of the grief and all of the feelings and the coexistence of this knowing that, wow, I get to show up in the world in a whole new way, in a way that I was never going to let myself before. And that's very interesting. 
I love that you just said it's it's never an or it's always and always always Always. and so going through this for you personally was this also sort of the same feeling because you said you you your daughter was young and you decided to get divorced and it was was it this it was different but the same if you know what I mean like you had you and knowing that it just wasn't right and you had to move on and in this case as well now it's this freeing almost of this person that you knew you've always meant to be yeah absolutely and it's this you know if I what I now know about myself and all all of us we're all the same and I think you know I really want to touch on manifestation as well before we finish but I I know and I see this in my shift sessions participants as they come through it's the same conversation with a different unique like seasoning you know every single time is that there is somewhere in our lives where we are contracted because we feel like it's not safe to show up fully like that. Like we wear different masks. We know, you know, none of this is news, uh, what I'm saying. But what what we do such a good job of is numbing out that we don't even notice we're doing it anymore because it's become so automatic that when I go here, I act like this. I won't say that. I'll wear my hair a certain way so my ears aren't on show. I don't talk about da, da, da. You know, whatever it is for us, the things that have happened in our time, and it could be parents, it could be friends, it could be colleagues, it could be your partner, it could be anybody. But there are, you can only expand to the point of your narrowest contraction. So if I'm over here in my business, like oh, I'm like embodied in all my things, and then you know, then I get off my call or my live stream, and I'm like, okay, we're going to my mum's house for a barbecue, and you know, oh, then I'll, I'll start to shrink myself down into like the ex- what I believe the acceptable version of me is to go there. There's a like you know, there's friction between yeah. those two versions of me, and. Although the people watching and receiving my live stream don't know that that's the experience I'm having, they do feel it. Yeah. They do feel like, I want to believe what she's saying, but something, I don't know. I don't know if there must be more to this, you know, like there's just a feeling you get and you know it when you see somebody who is completely embodied. This is another thing that's banded about all the time, right? Embodiment. Yeah. I actually shared a video this morning. It was an Instagram reel of an incredible woman I can't remember her name right now she does impersonations and she she impersonates famous celebrities but and she was showing in this reel how she um gets into each character and when you watch her she's like oh yeah when I do Drew Barrymore and she started saying I say this and she had this line that she says but her whole it wasn't just a voice her whole face changed and she held her mouth in the way that Drew Barrymore holds her mouth. It was all off to the side. It was like, and it was incredible to see. I was like, that is embodiment. Embodiment is not just like saying you are the thing. Embodiment is stepping all the way into the thing, even the parts you don't want. Mm. Right. So it's like, I can be Drew Barrymore rather than like, I'm going to pretend to be Drew Barrymore is a different energy and a different translation. And so it's the same, you know, the version of me who would show up on a live stream or like everything's possible to then like go and sit at my mum's and keep quiet because I don't want to be judged or that's not embodiment. Yeah. And so now it's like, oh, there's this process of expansion that gets to happen 
And I do believe that, like I said before, you know, this is true in all the areas of our life, our relationships, our money, whatever it is, we can only expand to the point. It's like, a, I see it like a funnel. It's like the top of the funnel might be expanded wider than the base of the funnel, but it's still limited until this point of contraction is cut open. Yeah. Oh, that's so described so well about things where you see people because you can feel the energy right you can feel when they're shrinking or they're not being themselves and it's it's unfortunate that people feel that but they don't it's like you said sometimes people aren't even aware right they've lived they've lived their whole life shrinking or having to fit into a certain box when they go to like go to their parents or they go somewhere that they don't even realize that they're doing it anymore Yeah. yeah It's impossible. And I think especially when with social media being the way it is that we're so like, you know, show up, be seen, be visible all the time that we, you see it all the time, right? When people show up and they wear filters because they haven't had time to do their makeup yet, or they'll like apologize for how they look or the mess behind them. Or they'll say things like, you know, I just wanted to pop on here quickly because it's like, you don't need to explain yourself. You get to just show up and speak, right? People who are coming to your content are choosing to see your content or they're just going to keep scrolling on by. So you don't need to apologize for how you show up, when you show up, how long you haven't been visible for. You just get to be. And it's it's so interesting. And I, I, I do find, I, we were talking about this before we hit record, that invariably the women that I work with have seen success and like, off the scale success, bigger than they probably even ever had imagined for themselves in one or two or even three areas of their life. But what they find is they get to a place and either it will like shrink again or it will just get stuck. Hmm. It will just be like, okay, I've got here, but I don't know how, I don't know why it's not still growing. It's just kind of plateaued. And what we find is that, and we go through a process in my programs where we do this, where we look at all the things that are going on and we find the thing that is, and it's never the thing they think it is. Uh-huh. Right, people think it's their money, they think it's their business, they think it's a marketing or a messaging issue or an audience thing. And when really it's like, actually, you haven't had an honest conversation with your sibling for that's been pending for years, or you know, you need to go and make that appointment at the dentist for that checkup that you've been putting off for however long. And it's little things like that that when we uncover them and then we action them, everything else starts to open up. And it's the most incredible thing seeing that because. We will throw so much energy, so much time, so much resource and money at fixing a problem when what we're really doing is just like not looking over here at the little thing that really needs our attention. Yeah. And the, and that's where I'm so passionate about connecting back because there's always the signs, right? And it's never outside. Like you said, it's never the marketing issue. It's always something inside of you, right? Our frustration, our anger, our annoyance, all of that is a reflection of something that's deeper than the fact that your Instagram following isn't increasing, right? It's something more. (laughs) It's something more. And so let's, okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're going to jump right into the manifestation. You know, that because that again, I mean, it is blowing up everywhere. Like I've, I've read the stuff years ago. I used to be like, I understood all of this, but it's like, it's everywhere now. And people, there's this thing where it's like, if you just sit on the couch and you Mm. think about what you want, 
it will just come. Yeah. That does not happen. Yeah. People say this all the time. And, <clears throat> you know, this thing, one of my pet peeves and the thing I could make a gazillion like parodies of is that <laughs> I'm just going to put it out into the universe. Yes. As though that's the action that changes action. things. And so, oh gosh, this is the whole thing. Right. So I, <laughs> the, I believe that manifestation at its core is what humans are here for. Yes. And manifestation is not a magical process. It's to bring something that was once a concept into its real tangible form. Yeah. Right. So I have an idea. I put the wheels in motion. There it is. It exists now. It's not, I had this idea and then I went to sleep and then I woke up and it was right there. That's not how which, manifestation Which is. would be freaking amazing if that's the way it worked. Everybody would be, would be a billionaire, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. But it's being taught in this way as mm-hmm. though, well, you have to know the secret ingredient that I know that you don't know. And you can pay me $10,000 to be yeah. in my energy so that you can have it transferred into your being by osmosis just because you hang out with me. That's the kind of thing that is happening and I say that I realize as I say that I sound like I'm kind of bashing the industry I'm being very flippant as I say that but I do feel like humans in my understanding were put here to create and instigate evolution Mm -hmm. right they're like the whole thing is we keep moving forward we are innovators innovators are essentially manifesting the next thing ahead 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 but it's not a magical mystical process it's a tangible very measurable process and that's the piece that people don't talk about and I don't know when or why it got so fluffy and vague but the the idea of like when people say to me and some of my friends still say to me like I want to go because obviously I travel a lot with what I do and um, this past year, the Maldives was my bucket list destination. It always was. And I went for the first time for my 40th birthday. And then in this past 12 months, I've been six times. And it's wow. been so cool to like see that happen. And I had one of my friends say to me, well, you manifested it. And I was like, what do you mean when you say that? Because yes, and I don't want to like just let you carry on believing Uh, what I feel is happening with this fluffy version of talking about manifestation is that people are talking themselves out of it being possible for them because somebody else manifested it as if by magic and so therefore because they don't know that secret magical process is not possible for them whereas the truth is I took some really tangible steps to make that happen right it wasn't magic it didn't I didn't just wake up one morning in the Maldives for the fifth time like I booked those tickets. I had those conversations, all of those things happened. And it's really a process of being, goes back to what we said before, being able to acknowledge what we want, then allowing ourselves to actually take the action towards it rather than, and this is the biggest fall down, right? Most people at this point just go, oh, it's not possible for people. People like me don't do this kind of thing. That's for those people. And so if we allow ourselves to start taking even the tiniest steps towards it, we're going to land, even if not in the exact goal, but a lot closer to it than we would have. Yeah, without taking the action. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the key I think that's missed, right? It's like, put out to the universe what it is you really desire, get really clear, and then it will just show up. No, no, there's a big step in here called action. Yeah. You have to take the action. Yeah, you have to play your part. 
right? But yeah, you it's also, not a passive process. No, no. And you have to, but I, but again, what I've just discovered, but I knew it's like the allowing and believing that you are worthy of having the thing that you desire. Exactly. This is it. There's two things, right? There's mm-hmm. once you know what you want, you're either going to, and this tends to buffer a few times before you get beyond it for those who do go beyond it but there's one of two things happens either you don't trust yourself to make it happen or you don't believe you deserve it Mm -hmm. and often both and so we can get as clear as we like but then once we start to hit up against those feelings of like oh but what about this and what are they going to think and what how will I we start to tell ourselves stories of why actually not only is it probably not possible for us, but why it's better that we actually stay realistic (laughs) or that we stay where things have been familiar. We will Mm. talk ourselves into that every single time because your unconscious mind, its whole job is to keep you breathing, organs functioning, like that's its whole job. When we change things and we start to do things that are unfamiliar, it doesn't have a code of reference for that. So it starts to think, certain doom right oh my gosh things are changing we don't have a proven experience of this so and the whole system goes into like freak out and this is where sabotage comes from Mm -hmm. sabotage is not this thing that people think it's like oh you're just doing this behavior it's automatic and everybody experiences it nobody's immune from sabotage it is your unconscious way to keep you as you've always been so that it knows you were going to carry on breathing and blinking and doing all the things you need to do yeah. And so getting into that sub uncon- that unconscious mind, where do you even start? Mm. Yeah. Well, you start with the the awareness. Uh, the awareness is key. You can't get anywhere without awareness. When you, if you're speaking, to, is, you, you can get a lot of the way with awareness. You can get none of the way without it. Yeah. But once you have the awareness, you have kind of the permission to go in and start looking at things. And once you create enough of um, an evidence procedure for, and it doesn't have to be you doing it. It could just be finding evidence of other people who've done it, right? Because your unconscious mind is metaphorical. It takes everything as an example of, okay, that has happened. So therefore it's safe for us to do it. Right. Doesn't need to know that you can do it. Just needs to know that people have done this without big, massive cost to themselves or others. So if we can find evidence of people who've done what we want to do, it doesn't have to be exactly like it. It's much easier. There's much less resistance. Mm -hmm. And then what we can start to do over that is that's where we start to use repetition. Um, We can use tools like hypnosis, all of the different coaching modalities to really create change. But once all of that other stuff has happened, coaching, in my opinion, happens way too early in somebody's process of awareness and discovery and creating that safety for themselves so that that's where that's how permanent change happens if there's no evidence procedure really accepted at the subconscious level you can have the moment of clarity on a call but then you can absolutely bet your bottom dollar they're going to get off the call and just go back straight into how things were before yes and that's why i i mean i've been in have really over the last couple of years and again it's about putting yourself in the room or wherever whether that be on a retreat virtual room with people that are doing it that you can see and 
um, my coach mentor is says, if I can, you can absolutely see this, these evolutions of people over, um, you know, whether you're following them at, at a distance even, or within the inner circle, it's like your mind really does. Sometimes it takes a little longer than you'd like, but eventually it's like, holy shit, I can do this too. Yes. Right. Yes. We just have to stay the course. This is the thing, right? Repetition is our most powerful tool for change. And this is why people will dismiss things like affirmations or any of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. The truth is that there's a tipping point, right? So the, from your unconscious mind going, absolutely not, you're going to definitely die if you try to do this, to it going, okay, let's give this a go. We have it in our minds that we have to go from like no to yes, right? It's ones and noughts, black yeah. and white. Well, the truth is it's 0% to 100%, but we don't actually need to get to 100%. We only need to get to 51%. Mm. Because if you think about the scales, right? When you balance the scale so bubbly, you don't now need to go to 100% to make the belief like yeah. like that. Because as soon as you start to change things, it starts to tilt back. What we want to do is get gradually towards yeah. the balance point where it feels neutral. That's where the safety really happens. And then I realize I'm doing this in my hands and nobody who's listening will be able to see this. <laughs> and then you put one feather on the side of where you want to go. And all of a sudden the balance starts to shift into the possibility. And so it's 51%, which feels much easier to achieve For than sure. needing to be like, everybody so loves saying all in, right? You don't need to be all in. You need to be 51% in. And if you stay in the room long enough with conversations of possibility, especially from the same voices, right, this is the thing where a one-off coaching session really doesn't have that much value for you. Yeah. Like stay in the room for long enough that you're, the person who you're listening to, their voice, start, your body starts to respond to their voice differently. Things start to, the believability is faster. When they do something bigger, newer, whatever, your body accepts it quicker. So your path to speeding up the momentum of where you're going is to really commit and stay the course wherever you are. Mm, It is so good because that's what I used to get shiny object syndrome. Yeah. Where, you know, you couldn't, I couldn't stay with one thing long enough or one person long enough, but it's like, then I was like, screw this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going, and again, all in, but like committing to a long-term container uh program with someone where I literally hear my coach in my head now yes yes what what would and it's not like what would she do it's what does she say what is she saying at this time and I wake Mm -hmm. up in the morning going okay what would Leanne say right now yeah and it's like this is what I need to do today yeah you know it's it's unbelievable when you really do put yourself in those rooms with those people that are doing the thing that yeah. you desire to do or be whatever, that yeah. is where the man, that's where the belief, right? And again, I loved, I think you said it, I'm not sure if it was before we hit record, but like holding, holding the belief in someone else until they can have the belief in themselves. Exactly. Right. And, yeah. and coming back to that neutral spot where you're not going, flipping the the balance and, Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's interesting because I don't love the word balance when it comes to Mm. work life balance, because I don't think there's such thing, but the way that when you describe this, it's necessary. Mm. But how do you right now with all the things right now that you're doing with your retreats? And I, we haven't even touched on that, but (laughs) 
where do you find right now the harmony? Because I like that sort of flow in your personal life right now with, with, with all the things that you're doing. Honestly, I go where I feel good. And so like, I'm about to go off on a two day car trip, road trip with my daughter, because we're going to a wedding and it's quite far away. And I get to give myself permission to choose either like, do I want to be weighed down by the logistics and it's stressful and time's running out and I haven't done everything and you know, ah, all the things. And I can go there. Like, I don't want to sit here and pretend that I don't go there. I do go there. I was actually talking about this on my Instagram stories yesterday about the endless list of logistics it felt like we were facing because my husband just had surgery yesterday. And so with all of that lined up, it's like, oh, and, you know, you're running the retreat program live and I've got new travel agents starting and, 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 and. And I'm like, yes, and I get, I, I came into this to design it around what felt good to me. And so I get to, as long as I come back to really clear communication, everything's fine. If I share really clearly with school, who's picking my son up, everything's fine. If I share really clearly with the new travel agents, when I'm going to be available, where I'm going to be, how they get support, everything's fine. If I share with the retreat program people, like, you know, I'm going to be out for these two days. So, you know, support each other. And I set that expectation, everything's fine. So I get to slow it down and like find the place where I don't ever now feel guilty for taking time for myself. Like that just doesn't exist in my, that is the one thing I will say does not exist in my world is I don't feel guilty for taking the time that I want to take. Um, And that is something that I work with a lot of mums. That's a big thing for them when, especially, I mean, when they come to retreat, sometimes for them, it's the first time they've ever left their children. It's sometimes the first time they've ever stepped foot on a plane on their own. Mm. Um, Some of them, it's the first time they've ever left their home country. And so they're coming across multiple time zones and all kinds of like cultural differences, typically with the retreats that I host. And it's incredible because exactly as we were just saying, when we get together in a room over an extended period of time and people hear the same things happening and they see it in other people, their mind starts to go, it's inevitable. It's happening for me. And so it's just the most beautiful. I really see my role as being, and this gives me a lot of freedom. I choose to see my role is that when I live in the way I most desire to live, people say thank you for being the example of doing that. Yes. And so that means that like, whether we want to call it balance or harmony or whatever we want to call it, I go where my attention and my energy is excited to go. And so I'm not afraid of if something that I was planning to do no longer felt exciting to me of, of saying, actually, this isn't feeling that great right now for whatever reason. And I don't need to explain it. Yeah. I just know that that is what's going on. And it's never in anybody's interest for me to push through that feeling. So one-on-one clients, sometimes we'll reschedule calls. If I'm like, my energy's a bit, you know, it's not, you're not going to get the most value out of me like this. So let's, and always, always, I'd say nine times out of 10, they're always going, oh, thank goodness. I nearly messaged you to reschedule. Yes. So yes. it's a lot of permission based, like follow, follow, follow. Like my top value is trust. When I follow what feels good and I allow myself to really sink into trust and to follow where that is and where it lives, everything else just seems to mm. slot into place. Amazing. Oh, I love that. That is a really great 
thing to give yourself permission. And I think that more women especially need to start doing that, right? To give them the time to themselves. That's why yeah. I'm a meditation teacher where it's like, you have five minutes, take it. Like yeah. it's five minutes. So yes. Oh, I love this conversation and we didn't even touch on the travel thing. So <laughs> there's going to have to be a part two for sure. So maybe you can just drop, uh, just tell the listeners where they can find you, follow you yeah. to just give themselves more permission. Absolutely. So your best and most up-to-date place is always going to be Instagram because Instagram is my happy place. I love leaving yeah. stories, just sharing my, you know, I, I share a lot of like what, how I'm processing things, how I'm viewing things um, on my stories. And when I do travel, I take people with me and I show them everything about where I go. So that is totally Laura Travels is my Instagram. And then I am soon to be relaunching my website, which will be found at phenomenalliving.com. And you'll be able to find the a blog there. I'm writing a travel blog. Um, my podcast is there, all of the different things. So yes. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Laura, for being with me today. I think that there's a lot here that people are going to be able to take away that manifestation isn't just sitting on the couch waiting for things to happen, that you yeah. take action. Um, and I love because um, this is really what it's about. And I've had put uh, a retreat on my, you know, vision manifestation board is that yes. the world likes to call it now. But and then I allowed that I'm worthy of that and that yes. it's going to come in the best way. And this beautiful, amazing person has popped into my life and it's being done and it's like I have all the feels because it's like allow 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 exactly exactly what a beautiful example I love that so much it's so good awesome well thank you so much and if you have loved this episode of the spiritual shift worker podcast please make sure you share it um, because I think everyone can take something away today thanks Laura thank you so much Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipper Group podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shipworker and on Instagram at Lianne McGaughy. It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.